Hey guys, thanks for joining me for an episode of the Booster Pack Rare Slot. That's right, on these little mini episodes, we share the tastiest part of the Booster Pack, the little part that you never want to miss, because these episodes, we talk about a specific TCG topic, and on this week, we actually have an exclusive excerpt from our interview with Chuck Cullenbach, where he talks about the games that Decipher never got a chance to make, the ones that they were offered or had the opportunity to work on, but never made it to market. It is fascinating to hear about some of those games and imagine what we could have gotten way back when. Now, also later in the episode, Chuck also shares some memories about playing Magic's original format. That's right. The format where it wasn't 60 cards, it was only 40 cards and there was no card limit. If you wanted to pay 20 mock sapphires and 20 time walks, you very well could. Anyway, I'll leave the rest to the episode and the interview taken from our original episode with Chuck Cullenbach on the core Booster Pack show. If you haven't checked that out, check it out as well. If uh, you have any suggestions for little mini collectible game related topics as well, you can either leave them in the comments below or hit me up on Facebook on the CCG History Facebook page or Twitter at CCG History. All right, enjoy the episode. I hope it's very enlightening. I'll see you for the outro. So you talked about getting the Lord of the Rings property. There was um, our lawyer and Warren, they would they would talk to somebody about getting a license because this was deciphered in, right? They got licenses. So they would come to us and say, <laughs> I shouldn't name names, but I would like They would come to us and say, Van Helsing. I said, oh yeah, there's a movie coming out, right? That sounds pretty good. And they gave me the script and I read the script and I said, no. <laughs> that was the, uh, what was that? Hugh Jackman Van Helsing film and Kate Beckinsale, who I desperately love. I like Hugh Jackman too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's yeah, it was a Hugh Jackman. I don't know. It was not a good movie. And you know, they said, "Well, you mean it doesn't have enough characters? What do you mean?" And I said, "It's not a good movie." <laughs> right. So, so there was no design work. There was no game design work for a collectible game for Van Helsing ever done at Decipher. It was no. uh, it was vetoed immediately. Yeah, that was a lot of. I mean, there would come back and forth, and there would be there would be talks and. um at one point, they said to us, I think this has been outed by somebody else. Uh, uh, would you like to do a Matrix card game? Wow. And okay. Our assessment was there's not enough characters. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of Agent Smiths, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's like the rats. You know, you can have as many of these in your deck yeah. as you want. Um, now, <laughs> yeah. looking back on that, that was the wrong thing to say because I, I can think of a lot of ways that that game could have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but we decided we were going to do uh, uh, trading cards for the Matrix. We're going to start doing trading cards. Okay. Because you know, right. we're good with foil stuff. We're good with all kinds of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so we went out to um, the office of the Wachowskis, which was uh, near Venice Beach in California. And yep. you walk in the yep. door and there's uh, the big red chair at the beginning of the movie that Morpheus is sitting in. It's right there at the end of the hall. I don't know if it's there anymore. And you turn a corner wow. and there's like a... a uh, oh, so the squids. There's like a giant mm-hmm. six foot tall squid laying on the ground. Um, wow. So we went there and we took, uh, we were pulling uh, photographs. Uh, I think they were set photographs. I'm not sure. Uh, but we were pulling basically four by six photographs of, of all the main characters and things to make the trading cards. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, Dan Burns, our art director, was there. And he said, uh, have you been through that Monica Bellucci box there? I said, no, we take all those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's going to sell? They put that on the poster for the set. That's, that's going right. to sell. <laughs> yeah. So I can also tell you that we read all three scripts before the second and third movie came out. 
Wow. Okay. So we were sitting in a room at uh, in Burbank in California at Warner Brothers, uh, mm -hmm. where the water tower is that you know the Animaniacs come out of that place. And familiar. Yep. And what, so there's all these scripts, and there's just a wall of scripts, like all in the bookcases, and there's lots of multiples, like you know. Here's a script for movie X, and there's like five of them. There's a whole bunch of you know different revisions. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so they gave us of the scripts, course. and they gave us. Uh, uh, I, I think I was reading the second movie, and I mm -hmm. said, "Well," and then Anthony was reading, or a lawyer was reading the third movie, and I said, "Well, uh, I think this looks pretty good." And they said, uh, "Will you read the third one?" And I said, "Oh, okay." So uh, <laughs> read the third one too. The amazing thing about the Wachowski scripts to me is that if you read a movie script, it often says. There's a car chase, and at the end, the Chevrolet rolls over and gets blown up. Those those stunts like that are never figured out, you know, in the script. But mm -hmm. in the Matrix scripts, everything, everything, they storyboarded everything. Every shot, mm -hmm. every every move is in there. I've never, ever yep. seen a script like that before. It was amazing. It was really amazing. Yeah. Well, they, they are such a visual <clears throat> pair of filmmakers, right? Like yeah. they are so visually driven, obviously, you know, a million examples, including Cloud Atlas and, and the Speed Racer movie. They, Speed are, Racer. they are very, they are very visually delightful <laughs> filmmakers. Essentially, they're bringing anime style work to life with those sort of films, right? It's very exciting. Um, that's amazing. So tell me a little bit more. Okay, so your biggest complaint with bringing Matrix on would have been that there wasn't enough characters. Would you have had the liberty at decipher again to add to that law and bring original characters into it Did, was that ever discussed i think that's probably not going to happen because the wachowskis were very controlling of their property and i think the idea okay. of adding things like that it's possible <clears throat> the first set you do for a licensor is mm -hmm. uh is the the tough one it's the test you know mm -hmm. it's like well yeah we don't know what CCGs are. What are you going to do? Well, we're going to do this. Well, how'd you do? Well, they did good. So the second time it's like, okay, make some cards. We'll cam. You know, the, everything gets easier once they see what you can do the first time, which is perfectly fine. I don't see anything wrong with it. It's not like you can look at Star Wars and say they're going to make great Lord of the Rings. Game. It just doesn't work that way. Um, but yeah. I can tell you that um, the lady who used to okay things for us from Tolkien Enterprises, we sent her a set of, I don't know, 180 cards or something. And the response was, looks great. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's, so, a, that's some easy feedback to, uh, to digest. Wow. Can you imagine if Decipher had brought out a Matrix CCG or even a Van Helsing CCG? I would have loved to have seen what those designers would have done with those properties. And maybe, maybe they could have added to that lore as well. Okay, so for the next part of the episode, Chuck reminisces about his years playing original style magic. That's not vintage. That's not legacy. That predates both of those. This is the 40 card decks with no card limit. So if you wanted to play 20 Black Lotuses and 10 channels and 10 fireballs, it was a free for all. Go for it. It's actually just really interesting to hear as somebody who wasn't there to experience it, or maybe as somebody who was, you can reminisce. All right, I will see you for the outro. Enjoy Chuck's combo. Since I mentioned Magic again, let me tell you one more thing. Um, again, uh, we played Magic from the very beginning. We were railing at the idea of 60 card decks. Oh my God, this is terrible. <laughs> but at, you old timers. But in like 90, after the 60 card, four card limit, 95, 96, whatever, 
we had our local gaming. Uh, yeah, ninety four. Yeah, and I ran a tournament. I said, "We're going to show everybody this is how it used to be played." So yep. we had a bunch of guys playing forty card mm-hmm. decks with no card limits. There was uh, the guy with a whole bunch of moxes and and brain, not brainstorm, brain something. Anyway, brain geyser. Brain geyser. Yeah. Um, um, yep. And he didn't even. He kept his his cards in like uh, some crappy game deck box. And he didn't use yep. sleeves and he just slapped him <laughs> on the table. And then there was a guy with a channel fireball deck. And he's, and I said, yep. I said, well, let me check you. Why was I checking in their deck? It's like, is it half 40 <laughs> cards? That's all I need to do. So anyway, I'm going yeah. through his cards. He said, and they were in sleeves. And he said, Oh, please be careful with those. I channeled in my fireball. So, uh, you know, went through that. So we played a couple games, like six deep around the tables, you know, like, Oh no, I played, Oh, I played three boxes in one turn. Oh my God. People, <laughs> people that hadn't seen this, that was awesome. Uh, Turn one kills. Yep. So we got to the finals. Nope. Uh, oh, by the way, yep. there was a guy with a Shahrazad deck. He had like five or six Shahrazads. And to his credit, <laughs> he never held up the tournament. He was never the last guy playing. And wow. Then, he was just barreling through. I love that card. It's a fun card. Anyway. That's so fantastic. Well, the Shahrazad idea, for anybody who doesn't know, is Shahrazad, you play Shahrazad and it starts a sub game and you take the cards that you still have left in your deck and you play another game. The idea of a Shahrazad deck is that you keep doing this until your opponent has run out of cards and then they lose once they get back to the main game because they have no cards left. It is a fantastic thing. So the finals for this game was uh, my friend with all the boxes and the blue cards and the channel fireball guy. So I said, okay, let's go. And I turned around to write something down and I heard my friend say, did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? He goes, yeah, I got it. I say, okay, we're done. Yay! So he channeled fireball. To <laughs> so what you're doing there is you're basically you're talking about if somebody's opening hand has the right three cards in it or four cards in it, it's an instant win deck. Um, it's obviously famous. There's a very famous magic content channel named after that combo. Um, fantastic, fantastic story. Did you guys, you didn't operate any banned and restricted list in this little tournament? No. No, those, those were... This was old, old school. This was Smash Mouth Magic at its best. <laughs> um, shout out to, there is still a community. I mean, it's an expensive buy-in old if you're only school. getting into it, but there's still a community. Not even old school. There is a community called Alpha 40 that specifically play this particular type of uh, magic where it's 40 cards, no restrictions, literally turn one kills for every deck. It's whoever draws first. That's incredible. Uh, yep. You know, they play. Say- Boy, Magic was so great. What was it like playing at the beginning? And I said, well, <laughs> some of the games didn't last very long. <laughs> nope. And, and those games are always fun for the guy who wins and not so much fun for the guy who wins. Yeah, yeah. Well, you had the infinite turn decks with the, uh, what is it, t- Time Walk or Time Twister? Time, time Twister. Walk, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, and Time Twister. Yeah, yeah, the, the infamous Tower Knight. Well, there you have it. Another little episode of the booster pack rare slot. That's right. These are topic-driven episodes, as I said in the intro, and I would love to hear what you want to hear about pertaining to collectible games. You know, suggestions include what's it like designing physical games over digital trading card games, or what's it like balancing a CCG. Not every single one of these episodes will be an excerpt from a previous interview from the core booster pack episode but these early ones will be once we get rolling with them though we will have original interviews to bring so suggest those topics that you want to hear about pertaining to collectible games and we will try and bring you an episode on that specifically all right that's it for me as i said in the intro you can find me at facebook with the ccg history page 
at CCG History on Twitter. You can subscribe here if this is your sort of thing, or if you have any feedback, let me know as well. All right, in the meantime, that's it. Keep shuffling.